Climate and Sustainability with Kevin James. And good afternoon to you, my friend. Kevin James, are you good? I'm very good, Ernest. How are you keeping? I'm great, thanks. Uh, Kevin, let's jump straight into it. Uh, As you mentioned in the promo there, the fourth edition of the Global Green Economy Index, produced by U.S. consultancy Dual Citizen LLC, has just just been released. Now, it provides an in-depth look at how certain countries and cities rank in terms of their greenness, as it were. What does this mean exactly, and how do we and others rank on the index? Yeah, so this is quite an interesting index, and as you know, I love these uh, indices. Countries are ranked in terms of their actual performance, but also they're ranked in how they're perceived in terms of their green performance in the eyes of other countries. So Global Green Economy Index in 2010, the index was based on the unstoppable fact that environment, climate change, green, low-carbon growth would rapidly become defining issues for national policymakers uh, and, and the reputations of these countries. So this is this year about 60 countries on every continent were assessed, a dramatic increase from 27 countries in 2012. There were one or two big surprises. The top five performing green economies for this year were Sweden, number one, then Norway, then Costa Rica, then Germany and Denmark. So Costa Rica being the standout, they won there as the only developing country. And it's interesting. I mean, Costa Rica has implemented some very interesting policies. They started putting a value, a monetary value on the ecosystem services, such as forests and fresh, clean rivers. And people or, or, or organizations and communities that are looking after these ecosystem services are actually rewarded in monetary value for doing so. Poland, Senegal, Qatar, Vietnam, Mongolia didn't perform so well. They take up the rear fifth number, 56 to 60, and China's actually number 55 out of 60, so they're not doing so well there. U.S., United States came in close to the middle, ranked about 28, and South Africa in the second half, so we, number 34, also not so good. The criteria take into consideration leadership and climate change, the, the efficiency of the country, markets and investments into renewables and other green or clean tech uh, opportunities, and environment and natural capital, how they look after their natural resources. Perception was very different to performance, and this was interesting. United States, Japan, Netherlands, Australia all seemed to get a lot more credit than they deserved with the perception of their greenness being greater than their performance. Japan was actually perceived to be number seven when they were actually number 44 out of 60. So very interesting in terms of what we call greenwashing, them communicating their brand in a way that is actually not in line with their performance. Uh Then countries getting less credit than they deserve was Costa Rica, Austria, Iceland, Ireland, Portugal, Spain. Ethiopia, Mauritius, Rwanda, and Zambia actually were covered for the first time and did particularly well, which is quite interesting. So the verdict on the greenest cities this year was Copenhagen took the prize with Helsinki and Stockholm, so the Nordic country is doing very well, New York, Amsterdam, London in the top 10, so overall quite an interesting result. Mm, indeed, it sounds like it. Now, an interesting trend as well seems to be emerging where developing countries are taking a clear lead when it comes to attracting investment in solar and wind energy. In fact, this is happening at, at twice the pace as in developed countries. Give us your, your brief insights on this, uh, in fact, on what's driving this trend. Yeah, so emerging markets are installing renewable energy projects at almost twice the rate of development countries, as you said, and a study of 55 nations, including China, Brazil, South Africa, Uruguay, Kenya, found that in 2008 to 2013 had 143% growth in renewable investments, compared with 84% rate increases in the developed nations. Why is this happening, I suppose, is a good question. The answer, mostly economic reasons, and as we've been covering more recently that uh, um, the price of, of renewables has come down significantly. So an island nation like Jamaica, for example, would pay about 30 US cents a kilowatt hour 
for electricity that's four times what we're currently paying in South Africa, they could generate solar electricity for about half that price. So clean energy is the low-cost option in a lot of these countries. The technologies are cost-competitive right now. Climate Scope, which did the study, they tracked clean energy, um, Latin America, Caribbean nations, African nations, and Asia. And the nations in the study had increased value of renewables to $122 billion last year, up from $60 billion in 2007. And just remember, Remember, $10 billion of that was invested in South Africa in our very successful and well-documented renewable energy independent power producer program. As I say, the only thing that ESCOM has really done successfully in the last 20 years. The International Energy Association said that renewable energy and hydropower will supply almost half of the generation required for growth in Africa through to 2040 as the sub-Saharan economy quadruples, and that's what's expected. And Kenya actually featured quite well in the study due to their investment in geothermal energy. The Growth in renewable energy uh, capacity in developing countries, for example, from China and Barbados, has been on average um, 19% growth per annum since 2008. Compare this with 13% growth in renewables from the OECD, the richer countries from there. So other reasons for uptake of renewables in developing countries and why it's so aggressive is it takes a very, very little time to build a wind farm. Two years, six months to erect a large solar plant and a day to put up a solar panels on a roof. So the short time scales are very, very attractive to energy-hungry developing economies. Then, as mentioned many times before, Ernest, the prices, for example, of solar has, has, has plummeted 70% over the last four years. Efficiencies have shot up double, even more than double, which means that paying the technology off is happening a lot quicker, which means they're getting a lot closer to free, clean, green energy once it's all paid off, which is obviously extremely economically viable and amazing for a developing environment. Mm-hmm. Just as a quick putting short, Kevin, I have to mention, in the last week alone, and the better part of this week, I have seen climate change being covered across many platforms like never before. Oh, exactly, Ernest. And uh, we've been doing it for four years on your show, so you're ahead of the game. There you go, Kevin. Thanks to you. We'll chat again next Wednesday, same time. Take care. All right, Kevin James, our regular guest on The Drive from GCX Africa, talking climate change and sustainability.